Today's episode is brought to you by Coast to Coast Coffee. Go to coasttocoastcoffee.ca and enter the promo code HEAVILYPICKSCOFFEEFIX1 to receive $5 off your first order. Coast to Coast, the socially distanced choice for coffee lovers everywhere. Welcome to another episode of How to Feel Great. How to Feel Great is an offshoot of the Heavily Pixelated podcast in which I talk to people about their own personal self-care strategies. Self-care is always important, but it's even more important right now as we are living through our pandemic times. My guest today is Sarah Dietrich. Some of you may remember Sarah from episode five of season one of the podcast. That was the Sarah and Dave episode, which was a breakthrough episode for us, I think. I was so honored that Sarah and Dave were willing to be so honest and open. They really set the bar high for every guest that came after them. Here's a clip. In the fall of 2013, we had just gotten back from Penny Arcade Expo. We had decided that we were going to try and have a baby. PAX was kind of a last hurrah that we were doing before, you know, real life started. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you okay. now. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I, uh, we don't need the video if you like, because, oh. um, the bandwidth is not great. In- oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. It's just, there all, we go. just audio. Yeah. Although it was nice to see your, um, face for a moment and to see <laughs> the background of, of your gaming nerd collection behind you. Where were you in the basement? Yeah, yeah, Dave's kind of computer setup thing. Dave's this and Dave's that, blah, blah, (laughs) blah. Oh my God, I'm so happy to see you. Yeah, it's nice talking to you too. Yeah, and uh, how have things been going? Uh, A a bit crazy. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, um, luckily we're both able to work from home, so Mm -hmm. that's nice. Uh, the kids are home all the time. Yes. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, every parent has a different story at this point, and they're not always the most positive. Yeah, I mean, I uh, so I start my work day before the kids wake up, mm-hmm. and then I put in a couple hours, and then when they get up, uh, Dave usually gets them ready, and then he starts work, and I go up and look after them, and then he takes lunch, and... Uh, and I, I go back to work. Yeah. And then I finish my day after the kids go to bed. So yeah. it's a long day, but at least we both still have our jobs. So that's. Yeah. And how are the weekends different for you guys? Like what's, what's like today we're talking, uh, you know, by the time people listen to this, it'll, it'll probably be a, a week or two from now, but wh- how does your life change? How does your schedule change on Saturday and Sunday? It actually f- Oddly, feels it feels like a break <laughs> mm-hmm. because uh, both Dave and I are able to parent at the same time, so we can do kind of different things. Things that it's better to have both people to help because yeah. there's a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and they kind of have different needs and different interests and different yeah. levels of ability. So, yeah. do they play together at two and four? I mean, that's no, pretty I, close in it, age. Yeah. It, is and they started to yesterday for the first time. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Made them a fort and they just sat there playing. And so I cleaned the house. It felt really good. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I'll, uh, I know you guys are busy and it is your weekend. So thank you for giving me a little bit of time to do this. I really appreciate it. 
oh, I'm grateful to be doing it. And honestly, it gives me a bit of adult conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I also know that you, you uh, appreciate a fine coffee. Oh, I do, but I haven't had one in a while. Why? Where's all the coffee gone? Well, uh, we haven't been making good coffee in the mornings, and we ran out of good beans. And mm -hmm. my regular coffee place, they are doing pickup, but um, I haven't quite made it down there. But you can yet, so. you can order a coffee. They'll bring it to your house. Uh, yeah, they, um, they'll bring the beans. The beans, at least yeah. The place, yeah. So... We might end up doing that, but what is the, the name of the place you sent me there when I was visiting? Uh, Tom Bargain. <laughs> Tom Bargain. I remember <laughs> my Winnipeg trip was, it's kind of surreal. It feels like a dream I had a long time ago. I remember Tom Bargain being part of it. And that's like, again, like you just adding to the weirdness of my Winnipeg trip by, by saying the words Tom Bargain. <laughs> I, I am so happy that you actually went there. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a lot of respect for, for you and your family. And like, I'll do whatever you guys tell me to do. Honestly, <laughs> you can send me anywhere. And like, I came and did the interview and I asked you where I should go for coffee. And you're like, this is my favorite place. You have to go there. And so I, I made a, a big effort to find it. And, and I figured out how to actually get there because I was staying at a hotel downtown and you have to go under the street to cross streets in Winnipeg for some yeah. reason. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And is it still that way? I mean, it, it is, yeah. it is. Yeah. Though I think they're closing portions of that now uh, yeah. because of coronavirus. So I'm not sure exactly how yeah. to get around at the moment, but yeah. 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 You have to go underground to cross main street. Yeah. It's very strange. If you've been to Winnipeg, you know exactly what Sarah's talking about. Uh, and if you haven't, well, one day you will travel there and be annoyed by the fact that you have to go <laughs> underground to just get across a damn street. Um, so I'm having coffee and I was hoping you would be having coffee too, but you need to get, some, you need to get the beans. Like that's step one. Yeah. I, I, I drank a terrible instant coffee. This <laughs> oh my God. That's it. I'm ending this call right now. <laughs> Instant coffee? No. Yeah, what has I know, happened? The I pandemic's know. winning. Yeah, it's all falling apart. <laughs> chaos and ruin. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, I just went out and I tried to get groceries. Um, the thing I like to do in, in the pandemic is I like to ground everything in these prosaic moments that are on the cusp of being boring. Yeah. But I, it somehow makes it real and alive for me. And the thing that I love about all this and hate about all this is every time I go out, I feel like the, the rules have changed again. I just went out to try to buy groceries because I'm still relatively young and healthy and, and I'm very careful. And I went to the market and again, the market is, is different. It's different from the way it was last week. And so I found a line this morning that literally, literally wrapped around the block of people waiting to get in the front door. Ugh. And so I just stood there for maybe 20 minutes in the cold with, you know, like everybody, you know, six to 10 feet apart, like this line, it's just, I'm like, it'll take an hour to get in the door and then another, you know, 20 to 30 minutes to do a shop and then another 15 minutes to carry everything. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going home. Um, and then I went home and I thought, you know what, I'll just do, I'll go online. I'll just order the food and, and I found this website and all of a sudden I just got really into it and I'm loading up my virtual shopping cart. Right. I got, I got my carrots. I'm like, Oh, I've never tried this before. This is a different kind of Cadbury bar. I'll get one of those. 
And I got all this stuff. It was over $100, which is a lot for me because I just live alone with two cats. And I've got, you know, my grocery cart ready. And then it's like, well, now pick a, pick a delivery time. And so I went to the delivery calendar and they are just wiped out. They're just overwhelmed. There's no available times for delivery ever, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And so I spent all this time going to the market, waiting in line, discovering I couldn't get in the market, then coming home, feeling like I found a solution, and just realizing there are just more problems. And now I don't really, <laughs> I got a few more days of milk and, and eggs here, and then, and then I don't know what I'm going to do after that. We'll see. So here, here's my tip, because yeah. I've been doing the kind of, you know, order online and then pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, Usually it's two, at least it depends where you're ordering from, but ours is it's two weeks out. So -hmm. you have to wake up early in the morning, which I know you do already and go to the furthest date, like two weeks out. And that's when they've opened up spots and and you can get a spot, but that won't help you if you're running out of food already. I mean, I could go to the shoppers and just get some things there. Mostly I just want candy right now. I don't know why. Like (laughs) I'm not really, my diet has not gotten more sophisticated I've been eating a lot of soups and rices and that's it. Yeah, we've we've got a lot of rice and beans and tofu because I'm vegetarian. So yeah, yeah. kinda you know, you get you get to eat interesting food and yeah. I don't know. It's it hasn't been bad for us. We've actually been cooking a lot more than yeah. we used to, not ordering as much food in. I used mm-hmm. to be really lazy about making breakfast in the morning. So mm-hmm. that's now Dave makes it in the morning and delivers it downstairs while I'm working. So that's kind of nice. That's um, nice. It is. Uh, and then lunches, I used to always go out for lunch because downtown there was a bunch of different food options. But mm-hmm. uh, now I'm cooking at home. So yeah. I, I guess we're eating better over here, but it's yeah. not as fun. Yeah, it's not, it's not as fun. I feel like of, of the two of you, you seem like mostly – fairly well balanced people like you neither of you seems like an introvert or an extrovert necessarily you know? yeah I, I would say it's a, yeah it's kind of a nice balance I I usually when I have big social gatherings I dread them initially yeah and then once I'm there I always have a good time mm-hmm. but I also enjoy just being by myself yeah one of my favorite days from the last couple of years I mean two of my favorite days my my lo- my not terribly long list of favorite days was uh, meeting you and Dave for the first time Aww. in Winnipeg in your home uh, while your cat was in the basement and I could hear it down there me- mewing meowing at us and um, the other day was when you came to Toronto and we went to the comic book shop and had coffee there yeah that was and really fun really nice yeah and it was just such a joy to see you you both again and. You know, I, I'm not sure if you feel like talking about this or not. We can always cut it out of the podcast if you decide you don't feel like it. But, like, I know you guys participated in that class from that, the teacher who had heard your story. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about that? It's really up to you. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, uh, yeah you had forwarded us an email that you had gotten from uh, an instructor at a post-secondary institution here mm-hmm. in Winnipeg. And he taught or he's teaching a class for uh, ultrasound technicians. Yes. And he had asked your permission to play a part of the podcast, uh, our podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, uh, you forwarded him to us and we, you know, emailed back and forth for a while. And he, uh, I guess it was in February 
he played, he had the class where he played our podcast and uh did he play the whole thing or just hear, just parts of it you know what i'm not totally sure because okay. we weren't there in yeah. person he i volunteered i said i would go if they had questions but i i think it would have been kind of difficult to work out time wise and so he uh he played it I, it might have been the whole thing but mm-hmm. uh yeah and then we got uh a card signed from the class that was Dave incredible. sent that to me and i couldn't believe it yeah, and uh, then we also got uh, mugs as a thank you. <laughs> what kind of mugs? The name of the school? Yeah, yeah, which okay. is funny because uh, Dave and I both work at post-secondary institutions, but not that one. Yeah. So, uh, so now we both have coffee mugs from there. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, how, I mean, I don't how. Can you not say the name of the? Oh, the we can. It was it was Red River College, the okay. the post secondary that did the class. I'm just glad it all worked out okay, and I'm glad you were okay with doing it. And I I think your story is is incredibly important and you know groundbreaking in in many many ways. And I, I feel like I feel like this is uh, something that that people don't talk about enough. Uh, and it is part of our lives and it is something that happens to a lot of people, but we don't really hear about it. Yeah. This was actually the, probably the best possible outcome that I could have imagined coming from doing the podcast is, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I can't stop it from happening to anyone else. Right. What happened to us, but you know, bringing some awareness and especially to people who work with it, you know, they're, they're going to be the people who, have to tell parents terrible news and to be a little bit more prepared for it and to hear it from the other side. Mm -hmm. I, you know, that it made me really happy to have that kind of, you know, effect on, you know, maybe change things, maybe, you know, going forward might be a little bit better for other people in our shoes. Yeah, that that's exactly right. I think a lot of people, when they go, go through this kind of trauma, you know, the road's not paved because mm-hmm. nobody has paved it. Nobody has claimed the road as belonging to them. You know, even though we know that there are people who have been through this before, obviously for, you know, thousands of years, people have been going through this and dealing with it. Um, but I, I just, like, uh, honestly, I, I agree with you 100%, Sarah, that I, I couldn't, you know, have hoped for a better outcome for you and Dave and, and the result of your story and, and being able to connect with people and you're seeing the way and ways in which your story is having a positive impact on them and helping them understand um, what life looks like from your point of view. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it made me pretty happy to get that card and see the comments and oh, it was beautiful. Too. Yeah, it really was a, such a lovely, lovely thing to, for them to send the card to you and, and then to give you, give you the coffee mugs. Have you, have, you, have, you, have you enjoyed any instant coffee from those mugs? I, I did this morning, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad. You know, honestly, you, you know, your story was a, a huge breakthrough moment for, for the podcast. And, and, and for me, you know, I'm just so grateful that, that you were, you and Dave were, were strong enough to, and up for the, for the 
you know, for, for sharing it, you know, and because it, it is, it, it is not something that people habitually share. To, and I'm just, I'm just so glad that I know you both. Uh, I'm just really in awe of, of the two of you. Well, we're happy to know you as well. <laughs> so listen, um, this, uh, these conversations, I don't know if you've heard the other ones so far, but they're really uh, about how we take care of ourselves uh, as we move through these, you know, the, the ground is a little unsteady underneath all of our, our feet at this point. And we're, we're trying to steer into the area of self-care at this point in time. And, and I think self-care right now, especially when we're isolated and separated, and, and it looks like we're going to be this way for, for a while, at least until we have a some sort of vaccine like i don't know the news is changing the way we shop is changing um like it's all going to change for a while but um i i I just wondered if there were things that you were doing and i know it's tough because you're working and, and you're parenting and you're doing those things like the lines between the two are blurry more blurry than they've ever been before but are there things that sarah's doing to take care of of herself and things that you uh you'd feel comfortable talking about yeah, for sure. So um, I try and get some exercise. Okay, so what does that uh, look like? Times a week. We have an elliptical machine in the basement. So mm. um, on days where I do take a coffee break, I make yeah. sure that I take that coffee break to go on the elliptical. Okay, so yeah. you take a like a coffee break doesn't mean you're having coffee. It just means no. you're taking a break from your yeah. work. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm taking like a, a thirty minute break. Okay, so you're on the elliptical for thirty minutes, and what do you do for that thirty minute stretch? Do you just clear your mind, or are you watching TV? Like, what are you doing? Uh, usually listening to music. Okay, what just are you listening to these days? Uh, just I usually choose a Spotify playlist that I go through the ones under workout, and okay. I choose one that you know the first song seems good. And okay. Yeah, I, I have nothing in particular that I listen to, but it just has to be loud and in my headphones. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I try and do that at least a couple times a week, and sometimes it doesn't work out, and I can usually tell when I haven't worked yeah. out for a while because I'm a little bit more irritable. Aside from exercise, meditation, for one. Sometimes if I'm feeling really stressed out in the moment, it's good to just take you know, 10, 15 minutes, put on some headphones. Usually, you know, you can use a meditation app or there's a bunch of free ones online. I do one of those and it just helps me kind of calm down and take some deep breaths and focus on my breathing. Um, I don't do it as often as I should, but when I can, it, it does make a difference. Another thing that I do is I make lists. So often if I'm feeling overwhelmed by the amount that I need to get done, I can make a list and then I prioritize it and then I stop che- start checking things off one at a time. The, the most important thing for me in that is that once I make a list and prioritize it, just really don't look at the whole list because usually it's quite long. And I'll, I'll throw in some big things in there and some little things, just things that I want to get done either around the house or in at work. But as long as I focus on just getting one task done at a time, it usually helps me feel like things are a little bit more under control, and that helps. There's also, the third thing would be that we're very lucky to have a lot of supportive people in our lives. We kind of realized this after losing our baby, is that 
sometimes it's okay to be vulnerable and ask for help and letting people know when you need help and we have those people around and just like we would be ready to help anyone who asks for help they're ready to help us too so uh and it wasn't an easy thing to learn how to do and i'm still not always comfortable with it but it it's an important part of self-care self-care at least for me another thing that i do is that i have a kind of nighttime ritual where I list off, and this can be either sometimes to myself or also sometimes to Dave, a few cute or funny or kind things that the kids did that day. That's really important for me right now because I'm spending a lot of time with our kids and I love them to pieces, but sometimes they can be so frustrating. And like sometimes almost to the point of tears where they, you know, they just won't be listening and they're, they'll start fighting. And one day my uh, four-year-old got angry. I can't even remember why at this point. It was just something I wouldn't let her have something that she wanted. And she threw an umbrella at me and yelled, you don't know love. And just like one of those like, oh, I just, I'm failing at parenting kind of moment. But at the end of the night, I lay in bed and I think to myself, all the nice things, there are, there are always some nice things that they did that day or some cute things that they did or some a funny thing that they said, like uh, our oldest has started quoting Mario. She pretends to be Mario and goes like, wahoo, and yeah, it's, it's really cute. Anyway, days that didn't feel like they went well overall, there's always something in there that went right. That helps me, I guess, put things in perspective, but also end the night on a good note. Finally, one of the most important ones that I've learned for myself is to let myself wallow a bit when I feel like I need to wallow and let myself indulge a bit when I need to indulge, like let myself have these feelings, but do it thoughtfully. So I need to be aware of the fact that I'm, a wa that I'm wallowing or be aware that the fact of the fact that I'm indulging and don't just let them happen because it could go on for a while like I could I could really let myself fall into it but I feel if I'm more aware of it I can do things to help me cut them off eventually <laughs> you know stop myself but let myself have those feelings in the moment so an example um there was one time after my youngest was born that I just had a really really terrible day and she was colicky and she cried and she screamed all day and there was nothing I could do to help her. So I just had to try and comfort her and I was already tired and I was, it was making me so sad. So I was looking for some food to order for delivery just as a treat for myself. And I noticed that there was a bakery that I could order a cake from and they would deliver it. And so I was pretty excited about that because ordering a whole cake for yourself at lunchtime is ridiculous and also very fun. And I decided, I saw they did uh, inscriptions for an extra $2, so I got an inscription on the cake that says happy emotional eating. And when that cake arrived at the front door and I opened it up, it made me smile. It really, <laughs> it was such an indulgence, and, but it also 
you know, snapped me out of my funk. It made me laugh. Laughing is also a really important part of self-care for me. Yeah. Um, I try and get sleep, but that doesn't always work either. And that one's kind of out of my control with the yeah. kids. So. Yeah. so are they getting up early now? Are they staying up later? Like, what are they on a regular schedule? Um, well, the younger ones stop napping. So okay. uh, she, they both go to bed around like 7.30, which is mm -hmm. pretty good. Um, and then they're up at usually 7 in the morning. So they actually, they, they sleep a pretty decent amount of time, but sometimes they're up multiple mm -hmm. times in the night. Mm -hmm. And we noticed our oldest uh, was starting to have nightmares. Oh. And we're not sure if it's related to like stress from, you know, everything changing and going on or just a normal developmental thing, but mm -hmm. yeah, that keeps us up a bit too. Do you and Dave uh, like carve out a little bit of time once the kids go to bed for your, for just to be together or to do your own thing or like, like walk me through that part of your day? Um, well, I have to go back to work usually uh, At night? once the kids go to bed. Yeah. Oh, so wow. the kids go to bed and then I usually have two and a half to three hours to put in. Okay. Uh, so like around seven to 10, Mm -hmm. ish is when I'm working and then uh, we get you know probably about 30 minutes and then I need to go to bed so that I can get up to work yeah. start yeah. by 6 30 yeah so it's it's kind of rough right now which is also why weekends are nice because I don't have to put that extra time in so we mm -hmm. get time together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've been we've been using that time to play Animal Crossing oh really yeah. So do you, did you create your own, I, I don't play it at all. So f forgive me because I'm so naive when it comes to animal crossing. Um, but did you create a village and then Dave create a village? Um, Dave created one and then I'm a, I joined in. So okay. I, I have my own little house on his Island. Okay. So you live on Dave's Island. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We, we kind of split up the consoles kind of weirdly where one person takes ownership of the console, like <laughs> the online stuff so that we don't have like multiple paid accounts on a bunch of different consoles. So right. the PS4 is mine and the switch is his. So yeah. he gets yeah. kind of, you know, he created the Island there. If it was a PS4 game, it would be under my name. Sometimes we collect, you know, trophies under the one account. Uh-huh. I see. I see. So do you like the w way that Dave put the island together? Are there things you would change about it if you could? Uh, well, he, he asks my input. Usually <laughs> it's a big decision and we kind of decide on that together. Okay. We, yeah, it's, it's, we, we try and, you know. Give me an example of when, <laughs> of when Dave asks you for input. Um, well, at the very beginning, you choose the layout of the island mm -hmm. and we kind of went through them one by one and he said, okay, which ones do you like? And I said, I like three and three and four. And he was <laughs> like, okay, I like one and three. So what's three? <laughs> three it is. <laughs> uh, and what, what was better about, you know, like what, what made you gravitate towards the ones you gravitated towards? Um, I liked the way that the rivers <laughs> flowed through them. I okay. thought like, okay, we're going to have access no matter where we have houses. It'll be. What do you need like, river for? What is the river? So you can fish? Yeah. I fish all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what I do. I, sometimes I only get 10, 15 minutes to play at night before I go to bed, okay. which is kind of why Animal Crossing is nice. Cause you can do those little tiny, you know, blips of playing and you don't yes. have to get really involved. Right. And right. I'll, it's. I'll, 
I'll spend most of that time fishing. Yeah, it's not like, uh, remember the Elder Scrolls? I remember you two talking about how you would, um, how Dave would go into your game and he would like throw all the pants on the roof and like he would just always do things that were, uh, like you guys had this world that, that you were sharing and that's what, you know, that's one of the parts of your story that was really endearing for me was understanding how couples play video games together. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. I, I've never been in a relationship like that where the other person is playing games. Well, we still do that. So with Animal Crossing, like the other day, I was playing. And he, he stays up later um, than I do. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I went up to the top of this hill, like as high as you can go. And I uh, crafted a tombstone. Mm-hmm. And I put a tombstone up there. Really, It looked really ominous in the moonlight. Wow. And I, you know, I carefully plotted where I was going to put it. And I moved it around a bunch. So it was in the perfect spot. <laughs> and then, you know, that was the last thing I did. I turned off the game. And so when Dave was playing his character, he was running around trying to, you know, <laughs> I think he was looking for like dinosaur bones and stuff. And he was, yeah. he went up to the top of this hill and he saw this giant tombstone and was like, what? <laughs> and, picture and i think he posted it to twitter because he's really creeped out by it I'm okay like, yeah. now i want to see this i need to see it so once we get off our call i'll go on twitter and take a look at it uh it's so entertaining uh these i don't know why these stories like i just i, I feel like i yeah i don't know you guys that well but yeah i just i feel like you should, i feel like i know you better than i actually know you because you shared such an intimate story on the show with with me and with the listeners but also it's these stories that these are, these are, this is a weird kind of intimacy. Like the, <laughs> the intimacy that you and Dave have together that you, you would put this tombstone on top of a hill in, in his isle on his Island that you guys cohabitate on. Like it's just, it says something about your relationship. Yeah. Well, and the, the, the thing that he does in return, which is really nice is uh, he finds things that he knows that I would like in the game and he mails them to me with a little letter and then sends them along and i'm like you're so much nicer than me dave yeah (laughs) i just i'm just pranking you all the time (laughs) you're you're sending me lovely little notes (laughs) was the tombstone a prank of some kind i mainly because i knew he would be surprised by it when played (laughs) later in the evening i kind of you know earlier at night i was like are you gonna be playing animal crossing tonight he's like oh yeah for sure i'm like I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's like a reverse Valentine or something. It, it is. <laughs> I don't know why this is so entertaining for me, but it really is. I just Part of it is I don't really understand Animal Crossing or why people do what they do. And so hearing these stories only confuses me more, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Really you make your own fun. That's yeah. <laughs> Right. They should say that on the box, Animal Crossing. You make your own fun. <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, have you, have you, I mean, again, you only have 15 minutes a day, which is just enough time to find a a great spot for a tombstone. But, (laughs) but I mean, have you guys been playing anything else? You know what? Sometimes, uh, Dave has been playing through some older games with our, our four-year-old. Yeah. And so I, sometimes it's while I'm working in the evening. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'll play through like Mario 64 or Link to the Past, just playing a little bit of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she's really excited. Wow. Playing. So that's, 
that's kind of all the gaming that we're getting done right now, which is a shame, but you know, well, I think quite uh, a bit com- considering that you're working as much as you are. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like that's you could true. also be like uh, most Canadians right now, most people in North America, you could also be completely out of work. Like there could be yeah. nothing going on. And so you're both really fortunate to be in a spot where you can still sort of, you know, have, you have value still. We need you in, in, uh, Winnipeg. We need you in Canada. We need you guys, you both working and doing stuff. And so I, I think it's great, but I, I wish you had a little more free time. I would love to see what you create in animal crossing for one another. If you had more free time. Yeah. Well, and also I just signed up to take a course online. So I'm, why do you I'm really, do so much? You always overload. I know, I know. I, 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 I don't know that about you. I'm just guessing. <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah. yeah. I had been planning to take this course before the whole coronavirus thing, and mm-hmm. I really hesitated about it, and I wasn't sure, and then I decided, you know what? I'm. It's only a couple months. I can be a little more overloaded for those mm-hmm. couple months, and then, you know, once it's over, I'll have the class done. It'll be kind of nice, but yeah. yeah. What um, can you talk about the class, or is it something you'd prefer not to talk about? Oh yeah, it's fine. It's 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 just called like fundamentals of business analysis or something. It's, it's oh yeah, it's nothing like super super exciting. It's just yeah. something I've been interested in for a while. And are you starting a business? No, no. It's just it would be a kind of a little career shift. Yeah. To get a bit more into technology yeah. in my current work environment uh how have things around the house been um they've been okay like it's really like hour by hour with the Mm -hmm. kids sometimes Mm -hmm. they are amazing and they play together and it's great like like yesterday but other days it's just chaos and you know they'll be chasing each other around i think they're both getting kind of stir crazy and the oldest is missing her friends or people her own age. And the youngest is so excited to just be home all day with her big sister. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're kind of getting on each other's nerves a little bit. But What are you um, missing the most about, you know, the old world? Huh. Uh, being at work, oddly. Yeah. Because I, I love my coworkers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we spend a lot of time together and we're all f- friends outside of work, mm-hmm. which is nice. Uh, one of my coworkers had just dropped off some sourdough starter on my front steps yesterday. Oh. Uh, another one dropped off a pint of ice cream Ooh. A, a week and a half ago. I want to work with these people. I know. They're very, they're very nice people. So nice. Yeah, and just sent me a text saying, you know, there's surprise ice cream on your doorstep. I'm like, oh, I love this. <laughs> That's so sweet. Sounds a little Canadian. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little. I don't think I Americans don't do that kind of stuff. I'd like to think there's coworkers like that everywhere, but yeah, maybe not. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the um, the uh, have you been having? Um, this is a weird question, but have you been having any dreams lately? Like good or bad? Um, not really. I, I feel like these days I haven't been getting that good REM sleep. Yeah, nice or REM sleep. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. where I just uh, I just get woken up too often, and I never mm-hmm. quite get there. Yeah, but I miss dreaming. 
Uh, yeah, it is a luxury and you only really get to remember your dreams. I think when you oversleep a little, but I think if you're a parent, that never happens. Have you been having dreams lately? Yeah, I had this, uh, thank you for asking Sarah. That was <laughs> I had this dream the other night. Uh, I have once in a while, I have really great dreams, like really amazing dreams where I just feel like the world is exactly the way I want it to be. And then the other night I woke up in the middle of the night and I live in a new weird place now and it, the noises are weird. It's like a old haunted house, but the, um, I woke up and I was alone at like two o'clock in the morning and, and um, I'm just alone with the cats and <clears throat> I started worrying that I had the, the virus. I'm just assuming I'm not the only one who, who has this experience, but I just have had a little scratch in my throat and I know it takes a little while to incubate and so forth. And I just, you know, I just had like, it became this weird kind of half asleep, middle of the night, dark room, in bed, just feeling vulnerable you know? Um, and, uh, yeah. So I, I, uh, I just sort of stayed with my panic for a couple hours and then, uh, again, without kids, uh, I could oversleep the next morning and, and get caught up again. But yeah, so some good dreams and some, and some bad dreams and, uh, you know, like I'm an, I'm an introvert by nature. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's sort of like, I didn't mind this at first, but now I really, uh, I miss the, the, the human connection and, and the warmth that I miss being able to, weirdly enough, sounds a little creepy, but I miss hugging people, you know? I just miss, I just miss yeah. the simple ways, the simple things that we used to, the simple ways we used to behave in the old world. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I have texted people like, when I get to see you again, you're going to get the biggest hug. Like, I and I, I haven't always been a big hugger, so that's... But it's just now, you know, when you realize, oh, I can't. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it might be a while before we're able to do that. It's so weird now. Um, when I watch a movie and I see a group of people together, it's starting to dawn on me that, like, oh, yeah, we used to be able to do that. Yeah, I was, I can't remember what show I was that was on TV, but I saw a big group of people together and all of a sudden I felt a little anxious, like, oh no, that's not allowed. Yeah, what are they yeah, doing? And it's like, yeah. that's, that's a really strange reaction, Sarah. You've only been at this for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I know, but we're all a little sensitive and a, and a little alarmist. And we're, you know, I think it's still, you know, even this morning when I, when I was, you know, contemplating whether or not to wait in this line, you know, everyone is still standing like six to 10 feet apart. Um, and it like there's there's this sort of you know almost like this correction for your unconscious that you constantly have to do because we always when we line up we just stand right behind the other one you know yeah. I'm thinking of lines at the airport or you know I'm behind you and you're behind me and this is how we're going to do it and even the way in which we're standing in line now is is not the way we used to yeah I hadn't gone out very much honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as we all got sent home from work to work from home, uh, I hadn't left the house in probably two weeks after that. Mm -hmm. And uh, this past week, it was the first time I, I mean, I, we went, we've gone into the backyard and we've taken a walk up and down the street, but not go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, there was a, there's a bakery that I could never get to because they're not open evenings <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, I, we had a bit of time. So we did a, you know, kind of click and collect order from the bakery. Yes. Where, but 
I didn't realize that I would have to go into the store to pick it up. So Dave was with me in the car too. And we, we drive up and he's like, okay, could you go in? And I just felt like, oh, oh, okay. Like, yeah. I, and I saw people lined up the, like a pretty huge distance apart from each other. I think it was, yeah, two meters. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I guess this is the world outside my house right now. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Coast to Coast Coffee. CoastToCoastCoffee.ca. Enter promo code HEAVILYPICKSCOFFEEFIX1 to get $5 off your very first order. I got to tell you, Sarah, this coffee I'm drinking right now is delicious. I hate you. <laughs> it is so good. Like, honestly, this, uh, when I lived in Vancouver, I, um, I just Googled one morning the best sort of delivered coffee place in Canada. Mm-hmm. And this place called Coast to Coast popped up, and um, they're based in Toronto. And I started getting my coffee delivered from, from Toronto. And so now that I'm in Toronto... Uh, the guy actually just drops it at my home. He stuffs it in my mailbox, and I just got a delivery yesterday, like That's a huge delivery of this incredibly delicious coffee. What kind of coffee? Um, if you know, uh, I don't know. Hold on a second. Let me let me take a look at the bag. Hold on. Oh my God! It says Papua New Guinea Andrea, and it's a medium roast. And uh, but it has like a dark roast, a heavier flavor to it. Um, yeah, it's amazing. This this guy is amazing, and he's just a small roaster. But I, I of all the places I've tried, and I've tried all all of them. Like even Blue Bottle in San Francisco, I used to get coffee delivered from them. Uh, this is a great one. Maybe not Tom Bargain great. <laughs> well, I'll have to try it sometime. Coast yeah. to coast. You said coast to coast. Yeah, I think it's coast to coast.ca. I don't know how this turned into a commercial for Coast to Coast. But, <laughs> and but it Tom seems Bargain. Like, and Tom Bargain, yeah. The summer will be strange, too, because the kids will be really restless. Um, and the weather will be nicer. Yeah. The Winnipeg, Winnipeg summer, oof, nothing like it. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot in the summer and cold in the winter. Yeah, yeah. You know? It snowed last week quite a bit. Scott here. Just for the record, Sarah and I had our conversation in late April. But I think it's supposed to maybe warm up this week. I guess we'll see. So you, you still have snow on the ground? A little bit, yeah. It's, okay. it's melting. <laughs> I love Winnipeg. I really do. Um, let's, uh, let's answer a few listener questions. Sounds good. Hey, Scott. There's a lot of really great releases coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, wondering which one you're looking most forward to. Resident Evil 3 Remake, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, or The Last of Us 2? That question is from Michael Henry here in Toronto. So, Resident Evil 3, Final Fantasy 7, and Last of Us 2. Last of Us 2, of course, has been delayed. Uh, I was really excited for The Last of Us 2. I I don't know if you're a Last of Us fan. I am. Uh, I would have been very excited to play it. I don't know if I would have gotten time to play it right now. And Dave is not a stealth game person. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, he he will watch it, but he's, he doesn't, he does not play it. So does he get scared? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't like, (laughs) he doesn't like jump scares. (laughs) Holy smokes. So, uh, I love Dave. I really do. I do too. Um, so it would have had to be me playing that one. So, I mean, I'm I'm sad that other people aren't going to get to play it. 
right now, but I would have had to wait anyway. I, you know, I, and I've said this before a million times and you know this already, I'm sure, but I love the last of us so much. I love the last of us. I think it is absolutely a masterpiece. And I, yeah. I, I did a show on it. Uh, I think a, a, a month, a month and a half ago, and we ended up talking to naughty dog and, um, I replayed the game again and I ended up replaying it another time as soon as I finished like I just couldn't get enough of it and I feel like we forget how good it is we I for I had forgotten how good it is and it is leagues above most of the stuff we're playing at the moment it's incredible I I haven't replayed it since the first time I played it and I really should it was a really great game so good and the DLC is great too I don't know if you remember the DLC at all. No, because I it, I played it when it very first came out, so it didn't yeah. really have the DLC yet. I did buy the the PS4 PS4 edition, so yeah, I that's it. right. So and you have the DLC and everything; it's all part of the PS4 edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have oh, to play it's it. so great, Sarah. You're never going to find time for it. You're putting tombstones on top of hills in Animal Crossing. You're busy. Uh, yeah, but I mean, there's there's always after the pandemic. Uh, so Resident Evil 3 and Final Fantasy 7, uh, I mean, those are two other options that Michael mentioned, but are there, are there things that, that you're looking forward to, to playing in the, the sort of general release schedule? Yeah, well, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, we have, it's on the way. And oh, you ordered it. Yeah, we, we ordered it, and it'll, okay. it should be arriving. Did you play it when it first came out? You must have been a kid when it first came out. Final Fantasy 7? Uh, yeah, I... I didn't have a PlayStation at the time, so we used to drive over to my cousin's house, and we would have a sleepover, and we'd play little bits at a time Mm -hmm. until we finished it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's how I played through Final Fantasy VII. So it's ordered, and it's coming to the house, and will Dave Dave play that one? Yes, yes, he will. He is very excited to be playing that one. Are you guys Final Fantasy fans? Yeah, yeah, we are. Okay. The, um, The only one I've really played is 12. I play, oh, okay. I put like a hundred hours into it. I don't even know how close I was to the end, but I tried. Yeah, that one wasn't my favorite personal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and what about uh, Resident Evil? I know that's not Dave's department at all. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm good with like The Last of Us and I'm good at playing those. But when it comes to like scary games, especially ones where you're being chased, all the yeah, time. Yeah. Um, the whole yeah. game is you being chased. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. And that would be uh, that would be a little much for me. I think I think that's where I draw the line. Usually, even in like, there are some parts in Final Fantasy games where something is chasing you, and I'm like, oh, I hate this part. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Like, there's just this kind of like I get this sort of stomach drop. Like, it feels a little I don't know. Like, it feels almost overwhelming, and I certainly feel that when I play the Resident evil games one two and three were not my favorites four was my favorite of course and um i think four is also a masterpiece um but three i ended up playing it and uh like to my surprise uh i really got like it's short it's only like four to five hours and so i've i so far i've finished it like four or five times like i just keep playing it and like i've been thinking about it a lot because it's about a virus you know and it's it's about a you know this this mutant 
virus that's been created by this this mega corporation conglomerate and you know it's out of control and the result is now we have all these mutants and you're trying to just sort of keep it all in line and i think right now i don't really feel like i have agency on any front at all and so that game you know even just organizing your sort of kit like you constantly have to you know, be sorting, where is this, how am I going to store this? How am I going to carry this? And like, even that little puzzle, that little side puzzle, which is just a portion of the experience, feels weirdly satisfying to me. I mean, I kind of can't believe it. Even now, as I'm talking about it, and I'm playing other things, and I'm doing some consulting work, and I've got other things distracting me, I want to go back to Resident Evil 3. Wow. Because it feels comforting to me, because I know how to beat everything in it. You know, I know what to do. I know what I need. I got to get this. And then I pick up this. And now I'm trying to do like speed runs through it. Like, I I don't know what it is, but that's the, it's giving me so much comfort right now. I, I think that's the same with us and the old favorites that we've been playing, like Mario 64 and stuff, is that, you know, we are... We're, we know exactly how the game goes. We know how to find everything. We know, you know, how to beat the bosses or whatever we're yes. playing. We know, we know where to go. So it's familiar. It's, you know, brings us some comfort. That kind of. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think games are a tremendous source of comfort. I think for all of us, I think for you and you know the way in which you and Dave talk about games, like it's the same. I know you guys understand and, you know, it just, for some reason i just want to i just want to be there and it feels i just want to connect with that entertainment more than other entertainments at this time and i don't want things that are big and that i can't control and that i don't understand and now that i understand this experience and i understand this world and i understand all the characters in it and i know how to skip the cutscenes and know how to get back to the action and i know how to win I just want to be a winner you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> and i guess that game's giving it to me more than I ever expected it to. I cannot believe that I'm playing this as much as I've played. It's embarrassing I'm playing I'm playing it so much. How was it going through the first time since you didn't uh, have that feeling of you know where to go, you know how to do everything? Uh, I wasn't sure I was going to do it. I wasn't sure I was going to make it through it. Um, and I played to, uh, honestly, you know, again, I won't stay on this for too much longer because I know it's not a, a realm that you feel comfortable in. But seven, I loved. I just thought it was a, that was an absolute yes. wonder, a joy, a total one masterpiece. I thought, and and I thought two was going to be kind of like a step down seven's road, which is sort of a we're going to remake this classic experience. But it wasn't. It was more like a point by point retelling of the of the game that came out in the 90s and so i was disappointed in two i didn't it wasn't what i expected i wanted more i wanted i wanted more of what seven gave me and two just kind of gave me what the original game gave me i did love seven um i can't believe you played it i didn't so here's what we do um when it's a game that i'm really interested in but I don't think that I'd be good at playing it and I'd be a little too stressed out. We have a friend who plays all our scary games for us oh and, and they, they'd come over and uh, we had it for PlayStation. We had PlayStation VR. Yep. They'd put on the VR and we would eat snacks and watch them play. And, and uh, oh. yeah, that one was really stressful right now. That's so really, yeah, that, that one was so stressful. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. yeah it was stressful to watch, especially Terrifying. Yeah, watching. Yeah. I can't even imagine what it was like for my friend with the VR headset on, but. Right. <laughs> Cause you guys could watch it on the regular TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so wonderful. <laughs> wow. So it's just like watching this 15 hour scary movie. Yeah, pretty much. No, it was really fun. So. <laughs> oh my God. That like, that is hilarious to think about all of you together i just play these alone in my house with my cat sleeping behind me and that's that's it and like that game that was tough but once the thing with the scary games like once you beat them you know where all the scares are yeah and you understand it and you feel you get this sense of 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 mastery you know you get this sense of of completion and you're like now i've got a handle on this experience and so even seven like my appreciation for it once i finished it i replayed it again several times after that because i felt such confidence but that first time through you don't know where anything is and so you don't know when you're going to be running you don't know what you're going to need you don't know how you're going to get there and that's not easy but once you get through it all once you're on the far side then you own it. It belongs to you. It sounds nice to get there. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, you have to suffer a little bit in order to get the, that pleasure, you know? And again, this is, I, I apply my, the model of Catholicism to, to everything, you know, it's just like, if, if you want to go to heaven, you have to, you have to put up with the pain, um, and so, yeah, there, I really feel like with games, that's absolutely true for me. I, I just have to suffer through all the scares because I know <laughs> on the far side, there's a tremendous amount of satisfaction for me. Yeah, and see, I just skip it and watch my friend. <laughs> <laughs> he should send you a bill afterward. He's just like, a, you, need to, you need to pay me for coming over and, and enduring all of these nightmares for you and Dave. Uh, yeah, especially with, with Resident Evil 7, they actually bought the the game itself and they didn't even have a PS4. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, I think, but usually we're the ones to buy the games. Right. The, yeah. The, uh, let's do the other call. Yeah. Hi, this is Mark here from Toronto. Given the current situation with the coronavirus, people have got a little more time to spend inside. I've been playing Animal Crossing with my wife lots and it's become a very relaxing and therapeutic part of our day. It's our little getaway and gives us a routine. It's nice because we're working together. I just wondered what games you would recommend to help keep people calm in these times and also to put you in a relaxed state of mind. I guess we've kind of already answered this question in a way. Ah, yeah, just how the conversation flowed. But yeah, Animal Crossing is pretty soothing right now. Yeah, I, I mean, like as far as gaming experiences, uh, things that were soothing or relaxing for you, uh, can you like what comes to mind? Um, kind of, even just what we were saying is playing games over again, mm-hmm. like not for the first time, but playing a game that you know really well. It's like watching your favorite movie over again, but better. Uh, right. Just you know, there's some games that I know so well that. I can just go through them and enjoy it. Uh, Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo is mm-hmm. one of those games where yeah. I've played through it enough times that it's just like, you know, revisiting all these same areas again. I know where to go. I know oh. how the story flows. I know exactly, you know, 
any boss battle, I kind of know, okay, I do this attack, this attack, this attack, and then I'll beat the boss. You know, it's, it's very, it's very soothing to me. Oh, that's, that's so interesting. Like Chrono Trigger then it's sort of, and I know this experience because for sure, you know, I've had the same experience and, you know, it's, it's similar to my experience with Resident Evil 7 and, and, uh, and now Resident Evil 3, but it does, it gets imprinted on your psyche somehow. I think the only scary game I've ever actually played myself is uh, PT, if you can even call that a game. Yeah, I thought that was like a demo. It was, and that's as close as I've gotten to playing a scary game myself. Uh, but I did, I did play it all the Why way. Why did you do that? That was uh, really scary. It was. Um, my friend and I had a very, the one who dropped off the sourdough starter. Uh, <laughs> We had a very short-lived time doing Twitch streaming. It was actually right after we lost Tugboat, and we were kind of looking for some, I was, you know, we're, she was being a really great friend and, you know, helping to distract me a little bit and something else to focus on. So we started Twitch streaming scary games together. Mm -hmm. Wow. Usually she'd be the one playing. Yeah, that's not your department at all, Sarah. But we started playing PT in her basement and she got too scared and she threw the controller at me and I was like, Oh, I guess I have to take over now. And oh. I actually got through the rest of it. Okay. I was just, you know, focused and got through it. And it wasn't, it wasn't actually so bad once I finished it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think maybe you had a, a sort of miniature version of maybe my experience with, with, uh, with the resident evil games. You yeah, know. just kind of taking control of it and yes. you know, forcing your way through. And uh, I actually enjoyed it in the end, and I played through it, I think, with Dave once. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because I was Did like... Did he cover his eyes the whole time? Um, I kind of warned him when the jump scares were going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, but... Dave, seatbelts on. <laughs> uh, but the... Um, in Animal Crossing, just one last question... Um, <laughs> The uh, do you that dog that plays the guitar? Yeah, KK Slider. KK Slider. How do you feel about him? Um. Well, he hasn't shown up in our game yet. I've what? been buying. Yeah, it, we. I think it might. Maybe it takes a while. I think. Okay, so Dave is the one who started the island. So he actually is the one who has to um, make all of the big changes. He yes. has to kind of drive things forward. And I think right now he's at the point where he has to organize a concert or something. He has to get more island residents or, uh, <laughs> sounds ridiculous as I'm saying it, but, uh, <laughs> so I don't actually get to control how quickly he gets that stuff done. I just, yeah. um, but I think he hasn't gotten to the point yet where KK Slider can visit. I have been buying all of KK Slider's records though and playing them in the game. Yeah. So, are they are yeah. they are they are they good? Are they worth buying? I mean, as much as anything in Animal Crossing. <laughs> How about that Tom Nook? Is he raising uh, the rent again? Uh yeah, yeah. I keep upgrading this house and oh. costing me a fortune. How much money do you need, Tom? Well, luckily, I can just sell shells that I find on the island on the ground. So, are the are there's are there bells or shells? Like who? What uh, we- well, I, I trade in shells that I find for bells. I see the currency. None of this makes any sense to me at all. Well, you know what? You know a surprising amount for someone who's not into animals. Oh, well, I'm just. <laughs> 
Touche. Touche. <laughs> the uh, I I you know the other day I went on the Switch store and I thought you know what I uh, I want something I got to get away from this Resident Evil it's too gloomy and I I was very tempted because the Animal Crossing pops right up front and center here it is you know pick it up seventy nine ninety nine Canadian and uh, I just couldn't do it I just couldn't do it so I ended up buying Luigi's Mansion. Oh, okay, has that been fun? <laughs> I've only played like 20 minutes of it and then okay. I went back to Resident Evil. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I yeah. actually, we weren't going to get Animal Crossing. I, before, you know, all of this stuff happened, I was kind of like, you know what? I've played all the other Animal Crossings. I don't need another one in my life. Yeah. I'm pretty good. And then when I realized I was only going to get like 15 minutes of playtime a night, one yeah. night I was like, let's just, yeah, buy it yeah. from the Switch store. Done. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't no, regret but- it. It makes sense. It makes sense. And, and, you know, if you come up with any more pranks for Dave, <laughs> tombstones on top of hills, like, uh, for sure, let me know about them. Oh, this is, it's what I do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, it's, it's been a real pleasure uh, yeah. talking to you. And, um, yeah, it's just like, I, I, uh, I really, I have such a fondness for you and Dave, and I always will have a fondness for you too. And, and um, I just feel like you're, you're, I don't know, like you guys have, you're young still, but you've, you've lived a lot of life for, for two young people. And I feel like you use games in very healthy ways. And, and I just have crazy respect for, for the both of you. Aw. Well, we love you too. And I want to send you, I guess that's what I was saying. I was trying not to say it, but I, <laughs> I, I love you guys. I think you guys are tremendous. And, uh, and at some point I'll have Dave on too. Um, but I just, you know, honestly, um, I, I'm just happy to hear your voice and, and spend a little time together. And um, it just makes makes me happy. And I want to send you some of this Coast to Coast coffee. So uh, oh. when we when we get off the call, can you send me a screenshot of the tombstone? Um, <laughs> yeah. And also send me uh, your address. I'm sure I have it here somewhere, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put some coffee in the mail for you. Oh, that would be so. Yeah. Amazing. I can't, you can't be drinking this instant coffee. You've got this tremendous coffee mug now, like, like do it right. I know. I know it's uh, yeah, that would be, that would be fantastic. You're always welcome, like on on the podcast, and thanks for for sharing all of your your elliptical story and and <laughs> and you know your walks and your parenting challenges and how you guys are getting through the day. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on and chatting with me. It's been nice to hear from you. Yeah, we'll do it again soon. Okay. Okay, Sarah, say hi to Dave for me. I will. Okay. Bye. Bye. Big thanks to Sarah Dietrich who took time out of her busy parenting and work schedules to explain all the nuances of Animal Crossing to me. Thank you, Sarah. If you'd like to see a screenshot of the tombstone that Sarah made for Dave in Animal Crossing, go to my website, scottcjones.com. Patrick De Ortega provided the chiptunes we heard in today's show, including the one we're listening to right now. It's called Mystical Pixels. We also heard Little Dipper from Poddington Bear. You can find that on the freemusicarchive.org. And don't forget Heavily Picks Coffee Fix 1. Use that promo code at coasttocoastcoffee.ca to get $5 off your first order. You can support our podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com backslash heavilypixelated to get all kinds of bonuses. Sarah Deakins is the producer of Heavily Pixelated. Stephen Nikolic is the technical producer. I'm Scott C. Jones. We'll see you next time.